Good morning, everybody. I'm glad to be able to worship with you guys here this morning. Um, you, know, I just want, um, you know, nobody likes to be called immature, right? My, my wife, Hemin, is a kindergarten teacher. And even for her five, six-year-old students, right, they always retort back to her, we're not babies, we're kindergartners, right? I, I think about uh, one of the, I guess, not, one of the more serious fights, him and I, uh, when we were dating, uh, we were up in the Bay Area visiting my older brother. I'm the, the middle of three boys. I'm right in the middle, six years up, six years down. And um, so my younger brother was with us. We were all hanging out. And I don't know about for you guys, but for me, when I'm at home with my family, I, I become a different person. Right? And I, I become very lazy, immature. Um, I, because my older brother's around, he just takes care of everything. It's his house. My younger brother, he still has yet to say no to me. So I just order him around. You know, his name is Ian. I'll be like, Ian, I'm too tired to take care of our nephew. You, you go play with him. Ian, I'm hungry. You go feed me. Go make me something. Grab me something from the fridge. And, and it got to this point that after we came back, uh, my wife was calling me out for my immaturity. She was like, you know, Gene, I don't really like you when you're around your, your brothers. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? I'm the same person. But it, you know, as I was processing and as I was reflecting, I was like, yes, I, I am very immature. Uh, and I think for a lot of us, right, we don't like to hear that. And yet there's maybe, maybe not, uh, just there's moments that we catch ourselves uh, being immature, like here at the, the Corinthian church. Um, today we're looking at chapter 3, and last week, Pastor Steve was looking at chapter 2 and talking about spiritual wisdom, and he was contrasting the, the natural person who looks to wisdom in the world to that of the spiritual person um, looking at um, walking in the Spirit with God. And in today's passage, um, the Apostle Paul is writing, calling the, uh, the people of Corinth, uh, people that are walking in the flesh, Sarks. And it's these um, Christians that are still prone and, tend, and leaning towards things of their sin nature. They're finding themselves caught up in uh, walking still in sin when instead they should be walking in the spirit. They should be walking in the things that God desires. Um, in Galatians 5, chapter, in chapter 5, verses 16 to 17, uh, this is also Apostle Paul. He says, but I say... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. Right, and so as we um, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 today, I, I titled this sermon today, Spiritual Growth. I wanted to look at three ways uh, that not just the apostle, but God ultimately calls us uh, to grow spiritually, to grow um, with him, and not in things of what the world may tell us. Uh, and so with that being said, the first point that I wanted to look at is just quite simple. It's point number one, grow up. Right? In verses one through three, I'll read it for us again. But I, brothers, cannot address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I have fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh 
and behaving only in a human way. You know, as Pastor Steve mentioned, yeah, I just became a dad. My son was born on June, in uh, June, and I remember, uh, you know, when I was still doing Irvine Youth, right after I got married, every single sermon illustration was about what it's like to be married and you know, how much I love my wife and. Now, I was trying to not to do it so much, but, you know, given today's passage, I couldn't help uh, but, but give in. And, you know, naturally it's talking about, um, you know, feeding infant milk. I think uh, if you put up a, just to make my sermon a little more cute, I added a, a picture. This is taken a couple weeks ago of uh, Pastor John and Trisha's daughter, Leona, uh, feeding my, my son, Jaden. It's really cute because... I don't think she knows his name. He's just, she just calls him baby. And so anytime she's at church or she comes over, she's like, where's baby? Where's baby? She looks for the bottle and she tries to feed him. And, you know, yeah, we, we see pictures like this and it's all cute and stuff. There is to still have to rely on drinking, you know, baby milk like that. It's not a cute picture, right? And here, once again, we see um, time after time all throughout uh, this letter, Paul is uh, rebuking the church in Corinth to grow up, to mature. And yet, um, to not, because for them, they're, they're so quick to forget. They're so prone to walk once again in their flesh. Um, we see in verses 4 through 6, um, and it's even mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, about how uh, one of the big problems in the church of Corinth is how divided they were. Um, in, in today's text, uh, he writes about how, uh, in verses 4 through 6, for when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos. Right? And you know, it's not so much that uh, these different leaders in the church are saying, follow me, no, no, follow this person. Right? But it's just in our fleshly nature, right? in our pride, right? we, we desire to... Maybe we just have different tendencies. We, we like certain people more. It's as if here at Crossway, we, we started to, to make different cliques of, I follow Pastor Steve, I follow Pastor Sam, I follow Pastor John. And, and no, that's, that's not what the church is intended for. Right? So here we see him pressing in on to grow up, to, to, to get these fundamentals right. But even if it takes something like infant milk, this illustration, and progressing on to something greater, you know, continuing on into this uh, illustration of going from uh, infant milk to food, we can liken it to our uh, spiritual walk with God, right? where, you know, yes, we need these fundamental basics, these uh, firm foundations, if you will. Right? God doesn't want to just leave us there as, as, as important as they are. Right? He wants us to deepen and grow. Right? I think going into this illustration of food, it's like, um, you know, for me, to be honest, I, I don't think it really was until college that I developed this actual love for food. I think up until then, it was all about food as a means of survival. Right? Even thinking about coming to this church, I remember uh, I wasn't much of a sushi person, until I met Pastor Chun, because anytime he wanted something special, he would always want sushi, right? And so 
Uh, I remember I got so it got bad because uh, for my honeymoon, Hamina and I we went to Japan, and that was still pre eating sushi with Pastor Jillian. Right, and so I was like, you know, we're in Japan, but I I don't really need it. And then now, oh, because Pastor John wants sushi, oh, now you love sushi too, right? And um, but it's this developing of our palates, right? It's being able to appreciate uh, finer things. Maybe they not, may not always be as uh, nutritious when it comes to this illustration of food, but it's when it comes to our relationship with God, right? There's this importance of um, the, the very basics, and yet. But God wants to start us off there to grow us up and to mature us into things that are better. Right? I think about, um, you know, just my own walk with God and just how, yeah, there's, there may not be as many things that I'm learning per se, but it's this love and intimacy with God that is deepening as I continue to walk with him. And I think it's that maturity that the Apostle Paul is writing about uh, here in this passage. You know, and it's not only, um, you know, this need for um, solid food and, and this progression. But like I said, it's important to have, um, to, to be able to use these things with a greater purpose. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the world of in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Right? It's growing up and maturing not only for our own sake, but being able to teach to those around us. To, to share what we are learning, to encourage those, which leads to my second point today, which is to grow together. Growing together. We see um, in this passage, uh, you don't have to turn there, but just as we saw earlier, right? he was comparing this plant illustration where he says, you know, I, plant, I Paul, planted, Apollos watered. And then he goes on to this illustration of God's building and how we are these different building blocks being built upon one another. And it's not simply um, just creating a building for the sake of building. It's not just working together for the sake of working together, but it's for this greater purpose. Right? We saw that in, in the passage that Paul is rebuking the church because of their division. And he said he's saying, no, instead of being divided amongst one another, come together and to be unified as one body. Right in First uh, Peter chapter two, verses two through five, it says, um, "Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And as you come to Him, a living stone, rejected by men." but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves are like living stones that are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
you know, one of the things that I love about our church is how, um, you know, yes, we come together, but it's but we have so many different uh, life stages, age groups, um, different interests, and, and not just with our church as a church body, but even when you look uh, at our as our church staff, it's very similar in that manner of you know, all able to drive down safely uh, down to Vista, and um, yeah, I was just. As we were getting together, um, going over just different things for the church, but also just encouraging one another, coming together, unified with that one goal. It was just such a beautiful reminder to me of just um, of what it looks like to, to, you know, as Paul writes here, building one another up to this building, but never losing, at the same time, uh, never losing sight of who that cornerstone is, who that firm foundation is in Jesus Christ. You know, this, uh, when it comes to uh, growing together, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, sometimes there's these moments where, yeah, we don't, we honestly don't want to grow together. We don't want to, we rather pick and choose who we work with. Maybe even sometimes they'd rather work on our own. So many times that I catch myself being stubborn where there's people that are, that are more, that are willing and able to help, to, to fill in my weaknesses. I, I try to, to fix it and do it on my own. And then I think on the flip side, right, do we not catch ourselves sometimes where we're in a large group setting maybe and we just assume Someone else is going to take care of it. Someone else is going to take care of that. I'm just going to hide around in the back and try not to. It's kind of like like the illustration I gave earlier of, you know, when when I'm chilling with my with my brothers up in the bay of my, my older brother will take care of it. Right? No, that's not what God calls us to do. Right? He's calling us to grow up and mature. So that we mean be a blessing to those around us. And it's not just a few people working, but it's us collectively uh, working together uh, for, the, for the greater good of what God has in mind for his kingdom. And like I was saying earlier, when it comes to being reminded of Jesus Christ as our cornerstone right, and us building upon um, what he has already done who he is. It leads to my third and final point, which is this of uh, God who grows. God who grows. And once again, looking at uh, verses 6 and 7, I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor, nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. I think not even with things that are good, you know, our family, even ch church, our friends, our things at work, these are all things that are good. And I think if we're not careful, so many times where we um, place, you know, these different markers of growth on these things or on what we ourselves do, in them, 
finding significance. But but we see here this firm and strong reminder. No, it's not about ultimately happiness. Yes, God calls us, he invites us because of his great love for us. He allows us to engage and, and help partner with him in his kingdom work. But let's never be mistaken of who does the heavy lifting. Never lose sight of ultimately who's the one that is growing. In this, uh, later on in this passage from verses 12 to 14, it says, Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. And I think what Paul's trying to get at here is to, to, to be refined in ourselves and our work and to not lose sight that these other things, yeah, they may be good things, but it's ultimately only God and God alone that, that, that is able to truly move, it's truly able, he's the one that's truly able to mature us. He's the only one that's truly able to, to unify us as a body. He is truly the only one that is doing the growing. It's been a pleasure to, to serve at this church and seeing the different education ministries and, uh, and I drop by uh, first steps and I see Susan and one of the other leaders uh, to these one two-year-olds uh, reading Bible stories on these big picture books and I see Pastor Sam at Crosswalk Pastor John Lau in the youth group but to be honest I haven't really seen John Pastor John lead too much or I haven't been able to witness uh, what he does for 242 but I'm sure you know he, He's also doing God's great kingdom work too. But, but from what I've seen and what, what I'm able to, to pick up on, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, I, I love so much when it comes to being able to say that I serve uh, at this church. It's that no matter the age, God is continually working. And he's able to mature these, these baby infants and he's able to mature us adults. And it may look different, right? We may be on eating different kinds of foods, for spiritual foods, say. But I, but I guess the question I have is, are you continuing to grow and mature today? Are you being reminded to, it's not a, a, a solo journey kind of thing, right? But it's a collective and it's, that's what's so beautiful. It's not being all uniform and the same here. Us to be united towards the same mission and the same goal. You know, I, I don't get many opportunities to preach here in the main congregation, and I, I may not look it, but I'm like the youngest on our on our church staff. So I, you know, I always get kind of 
you know, nervous. I'm like, what kind of revelation can I come up with today? What, what can I spur and encourage these people that are, that are older than me? Um, but but as I, as I, every time that I prep and prepare to preach, guys, what I'm reminded, that it's not me. It's not me that's doing this transformation. It's not me that's, that's in charge. It's, it's God. It's God, and he's the one that's going to stir in, in his people true transformation, true maturity. He's the one that's going to spur us along to really uh, grow and further his kingdom. You know, the, my, my mentor in college, this was his, his life verse, and it came from uh, John 15, 5. It's a very popular verse. It's, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, and I, and I think that's, um, you know, it's a very popular passage. And I know it's, it's referenced a lot. But it, as I was meditating it on, on, on it, it's this reminder of, God, I, am I, releasing the, the different things in my life, the things that I hold on tightly that give me significance, that give me uh, something, um, but, but laying it down and saying, God, not I, but you, that, that would you help me to uh, abide in what you're doing, to grow in how you are growing and moving in this church, in my life, and the people that are surrounding me. Because without, without him, this is to nothing. And so that's my hope and my prayer for us, that uh, we would be reminded and encouraged of what true maturity looks like in God, in Christ. And that each and every day that we, as we, as we walk with him and walk, turn away from our flesh, we would know that we're not alone. We do it together as a group. We're reminded that it's He, the greatest of all, that is true. So, with that, let me say a closing prayer for us. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much that we can come together as a church family. I mean, yes, it's difficult at times to, to grow up. But God, would you remind us that you're walking with us each and every step of the way. That you're growing us with purpose to, to walk in your spirit, the things that are good and best. God, that we're not alone, that we're able to do this collectively with our fellow brothers and sisters. It's not this burden on, on, on our end to transform, but it's you as a great grower yourself. So when we just rest in that, God, I need of that to, to truly abide in you each and every day of our lives. Thank you so much. We love you.